Today's scripture is Exodus 32, verses 7 through 14, where it's written, The Lord said to Moses, Go down at once. Your people whom you brought out out of the land of Egypt have acted perversely. They have been quick to turn aside from the way that I commanded them. They have cast for themselves an image of a calf and have worshipped it and sacrificed to it and said, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. The Lord said to Moses, I have seen this people, how stiff-necked they are. Now let me alone so that my wrath may burn hot against them and I may consume them. And of you I will make a great nation. But Moses implored the Lord his God and said, O Lord, why does your wrath burn hot against your people, whom you brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say it is with evil intent that he brought them out to kill them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth? Turn from your fierce wrath. Change your mind and do not bring disaster on your people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servants, how you swore to them by your own self, saying to them, I will multiply your descendants like the stars of heaven and all this land that I have promised, I will give to your descendants and they shall inherit it forever. And the Lord changed his mind about the disaster that he planned to bring on his people. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Last week in Jeremiah, and again today in Exodus, we encounter a God who is angry because his people have not listened to him. Today, they decide to make a golden calf and worship it and call it their God, and call it their Savior. Of course God is angry. Of course God is hurt. But we should be able to understand both sides here. The people wanted a God that they could see and touch. And we also know how easy it can be to turn things and relationships even into idols, into being more important to us than God. But we also understand God's side. If we've ever had someone who we trusted and loved to betray our trust, to turn their back on us. We also understand how God was feeling today. Pain and anger. And God tells Moses, I'm done with these people. And then Moses speaks up and says, but God, these are your people. Remember that They are your people. Remember what you have done for them. Remember 
the promises that you made to Abraham and to Isaac and to Israel, remember that those promises are for these people. Even though they've messed up, these promises are still for them. Remember. And then the text says that God changed his mind. After talking with Andy and other pastors and reading different biblical scholars on that verse, I don't think that Moses actually made God change his mind. I think that God was testing Moses. God wanted to know if Moses remembered, even when all the people had turned their back on God, if Moses remembered that they're still God's people, if Moses remembered that God is a God who is faithful, that God is one who keeps his promises. It's important to remember. And as I was thinking about the importance of remembering, I thought about this character from the Harry Potter series. His name is Neville Longbottom. And Neville had a habit of forgetting things and losing things. And so his grandmother gave him a memory ball so that he would know when he had forgotten something. And the more I thought about that image of a memory ball, of something to help us remember, I realized just how much power we can give symbols and objects when we make them sources of memory. Take today, for example, it's the 15th anniversary of 9-11. And whenever I see 9-11 on a clock or on my calendar, I remember that day. I remember where I was I remember the shock waves sent through our nation and our world. Just seeing a time on a clock. Because 9-11 is something all of us remember when we see it. Some people have trophies or medals that they look at and they remember the big game or the big competition and all the hard work it took to get there. Some people have souvenirs that they brought back from adventures. And when you see it, you remember. But what about when it comes to our faith? What have we allowed to become sources of memory when it comes to our faith, things that we see and we remember, not things that we turn into idols, not things that we confuse with being God, but but things that we see or touch and we know, we remember the presence of God. 
like this necklace I'm wearing. Morgan Trusty always really likes to ask me why I wear this necklace all the time. My parents brought it back for me years ago from the Holy Land during what is thus far the hardest year of my life. And whenever I touch this necklace, I remember my parents' love for me. I remember the faith that they raised me with. And I remember that in every darkness, light will always conquer. It's always so important for us as believers, if we are going to live in this world, to surround ourselves with things that help us remember the God's truth. No matter how badly we have messed up, no matter how dark the world seems at the moment, we have to surround ourselves with things that help us remember. And God has given us two great sources of memory, the Bible and the cross. But when we see a Bible, what do we remember, if anything at all? Do we remember that it's something we're supposed to read? Or do we remember that it is the word of God for us, the people of God? Do we remember that it's full of promises for us too? That it's full of hope that we need in this world? That it's full of words of life. It's also full of instruction. How are we supposed to live? Today, at the end of all of our worship services, our seventh grade confirmation students will receive a Bible as they spend a year digging deeper into God's story and how their lives fit into that story. When we see a Bible, do we remember how our lives fit in? Do we remember that we do fit into God's story? Prisoners of war would often share that they weren't, of course, allowed to have Bibles. But they always remembered the verses. They remembered the verses on their hearts, and those verses got them through. Because their Bibles were more than just a book on a shelf. They took the time to learn the promises. They took the time to connect their stories to God's story. And then there's the cross. 
it's become really popular to decorate a cross and to hang a cross as decoration. And it's really easy for us to just wear a cross as a necklace, to let the cross fade into the background sometimes. I think it's so important for us to keep the cross always before us. Because the cross reminds us of God's greater story. We don't gather to worship a cross. But when we see a cross, we should remember God's greater truth. That God is for us. The truth that sin and death and darkness will never be our final reality. The cross, when we see it, should help us remember that even in spite of people creating idols and turning our backs on God throughout history, in spite of sometimes us not giving God the time of day, in spite of God being hurt by our actions, God still didn't give up on us. God came and God died for us. And the cross helps us remember that that death wasn't the end of the story, but it's just the beginning of ours. That's the beginning of life and hope. That when we see a cross, we can remember that God will always be for us if we just allow it to not fade into the background or just become a part of the everyday without letting it mean something, without letting it become something we can touch and see and remember. But there's so much in our world. There's video games, there's phones, there's TVs, the computer. There's homework, there's work work, there's chores, there's games, there's rehearsals, there's shows. There is everything competing for our time. There's everything filling the 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 room with noise. It's really easy to just put our Bibles on a to-do list or to go to them with the wrong heart. And it's really easy for us to just let the cross become a piece of jewelry that we wear or just fade into the background. But the best thing that we can do is to be intentional about creating sources of memory when it comes to our faith so that when we do mess up, so that when we do remember that our sins hurt God's heart, so that when we do feel that God is distant because there's so much brokenness around us, These sources of memory, 
we see them and they give us that extra breath of air. They give us that light in the darkness. They remind us of the promise that we are God's children. That God's not going anywhere. The question for each of us is whether or not we are going to take the time to let these markers mean something to our faith, mean something in the everyday. Not that they become idols, but that, but that they point us to the God we are able to call Father. question is, will we make the time to remember? Let us pray.